What's up, everybody? Welcome to the ColaCast. My name is Joe Jarvis. I am the founder of the Cola Corporation, a streetwear brand that is based in Chicago, Illinois. Today is Friday, September 18th, 2020, and politics are ruining sports. That's the narrative that has emerged in the last eight days after the NFL kicked off its regular season a week ago yesterday when the Houston Texans visited the Kansas City Chiefs. And before the game even started, things got ugly. This is from a report by the Houston Chronicle. Quote, after the Houston Texans remained in the locker room during the national anthem, fans booed them when they emerged from the tunnel at its conclusion. Now, right off the bat, we should give the Chiefs fans the benefit of the doubt, and we should not assume that they were booing the Houston Texans players because they were not on the field during the national anthem to give the song its due respect. We should instead assume that the Chiefs fans were booing the Texans because they were the Texans and not the Chiefs. The Texans were the opponents. Anytime the opponents take the field, you boo them. And it just so happened in this case that the Texans took the field right after the conclusion of the national anthem. Let's just go ahead and concede that and assume the best about the Chiefs fans. But things didn't stop there in terms of booing. Back to the Chronicle. The booing continued as the two teams walked to the midfield and shook hands. The teams also interlocked arms and stretched from one end zone to the other during what was supposed to be a moment of silence. This moment of silence was intended to recognize the continued struggle for racial equality in America. So it would seem that the Chiefs fans were booing racial equality. But no, 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 no. That was not the case. Back to the Chronicle, the paper quoted Republican Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri who, the paper says, rushed to defend fans after some on social media called them, quote, classless trash. And the paper quotes Holly as saying, classless trash, the left showing their usual contempt for middle America. Missouri has the best fans in the country. Don't blame them for being tired of NFL corporate woke politics jammed down their throats. Okay, so... The Chiefs fans were not booing racial equality. They were booing having woke politics jammed down their throats. I'm not sure how racial equality is in any way, shape, or form political. But we're talking about an ideology where wearing a mask so that you don't literally kill the people around you is considered an infringement of freedom and overtly political. But let's just, again, give the Chiefs fans the benefit of the doubt and say they were not booing racial equality. They were booing the gesture. And the gesture was political. Because we know they're not racist. That goes without saying. Because immediately after this happened, Twitter was just full of people talking about how politics are ruining sports. And I looked at Google Trends. I just typed in politics ruining sports. And it's interesting going back to around the Kaepernick era. Every year or so since then, it will spike. That terminology will spike, trend upwards. Politics ruining sports. It will trend upwards every year or so, typically in the fall, sometimes in the spring. 
whatever metrics Google is using, those would peak from zero to 50. Since September, the middle of this month, right around the time that NFL started, it peaked from around zero to 100. So doubling its previous volume in, in terms of the, the trend of politics ruining sports. Going back over the last few years, Clay Travis wrote a book called Republicans by Sneakers 2, How the Left is Ruining Sports with Politics. That was from 2018. American Patriot Daily, which doesn't date their articles because all their content is timeless, asked, do you appreciate that a sports league, the NFL, which should be focusing on entertainment, is instead making political statements? In 2017, the National Review noted that we're now entering a world where, for many fans, their alignment with those opinions, being political opinions, determines whether or not they watch a game or approve of a signing. This is lamentable, but luckily, there's a solution that's more efficacious than a boycott. Stick to sports, which of course echoes the idea of shut up and dribble. That's something that LeBron James has directly fought against with the idea that he's more than an athlete. So this has been trending. This idea of politics ruining sports has been trending every year thereabouts since Kaepernick began taking a knee during the national anthem. And now it's peaked, you know, from again, using this Google metrics, whatever the 50 represents from zero to 50 to now as of the middle of this month, zero to 100. So people just don't want politics in their sports. It doesn't matter if your politics is about racial equality. Again, I don't, I'm not sure how that's political because we all want racial equality. Republicans would tell you that. It's about wanting all politics out of sports. Okay, that brings us to the Cola Corporation's flyover t-shirt. The front of which has a composite graphic that shows fighter jets streaking over football stadium while players on the field, all of whom are standing, of course, are cheering on the jets. And then superimposed in the sky is a photograph of a father holding his daughter. Both of them are screaming. Both of them are weeping. Both of them are dazed as the father carries his daughter with her in one arm and then his other hand on his head through the bombed out rubble of what was their home. And on the back, there's some text in which the Cola Corporation gives you this message. A 2015 congressional report found that the Department of Defense paid more than $5 million of taxpayer money to NFL teams as part of, quote, marketing and advertising contracts. These payments financed pre-game military pageants like warplane flyovers and in-game marketing stunts, like surprise reunions between soldiers and their families. That 2015 congressional report was led by former POW and torture victim John McCain and Jeff Flake, both of whom came down hard on the DOD for what they called paid patriotism. Both of these guys, including our POW torture victim war hero John McCain, were squarely against the Department of Defense. In a 2015 article from SB Nation, the author talked about a few instances that came up in the report, like the National Guard paying the Seattle Seahawks for a ceremony that allowed up to 10 soldiers to re-enlist pre-game on the field. The Air Force bought 60 club-level tickets from the Bengals. The National Guard paid the Colts for a suite, autographed item, field visits, appearances by the cheerleaders. 
And the Jets took money, the New York Jets took money to honor hometown troops during the game. So it seems like the Jets are just freedom-loving Americans when, in actual fact, they're taking money to seem like freedom-loving Americans. The National Guard also paid teams for the, quote, opportunity to sport to sponsor military appreciation nights and to recognize the National Guard's birthday. The National Guard paid the Bills, the Buffalo Bills, to sponsor the National Guard's Salute to the Service game. The DOD paid teams for the opportunity to perform surprise welcome home promotions, as noted on the Cola shirt. So, Truth Dig in 2017, Emma Niles was writing, talking about the 2015 report, and she noted that civil rights activist Jesse Williams also brought up paid patriotism in an MSNBC interview this week, calling the anthem a scam. Now, to be clear, he's calling the national anthem the performance of, prior to kickoffs, a scam. And this is what Williams said to that end. This is not actually part of football. This was invented in 2009 from the government paying the NFL to market military recruitment to get more people to go off and fight wars to die. This has nothing to do with the NFL or American pastime or tradition. This is to get boys and girls to go overseas and go kill people. They're pumping millions and millions of dollars into the NFL to get us to go put on a pageant to get you to go off and fight. Now, when he talks about this 2009 time frame, Think Progress published an article in which they said this. Additionally, according to Vice, the NFL's policy on players standing for the national anthem also changed in 2009 with athletes, quote, encouraged thereafter to participate. Prior to that, teams were not given any specific instructions on the matter. Some chose to remain in the locker room until after opening ceremonies were completed. And then, parenthetically, it's unclear whether the policy change was implemented as a direct result of any Defense Department contracts. But that's a pretty safe inference for us to make, I think, that players were encouraged to take the field during the National Anthem after the DOD started buttering up the NFL and other sports leagues. But here's what Williams has wrong. The flyovers before the game, the flag unfolding, where the flags are the size of the NFL field, the in-game family reunifications, the in-game reenlistment ceremonies, the in-game honoring of troops, none of these things are political. We just love the military in this country. That's what being American is all about. America's, nothing's more American than our military and how true that is. So when these Democrats are talking about politics, it's not political at all. Williams is wrong. It has nothing to do with re recruitment. It's just a celebration of America. It's American football, not like that namby-pamby European football where they use their feet instead of their hands. This is American football where we use our hands instead of our feet. Well, a couple things. And let's take the point about recruitment. Newsweek, 2018. Air Force to pay for more stadium flyovers to inspire for sports fans to join up. The Air Force has lifted limits on flyovers for 2018, meaning military formations will become a more common and more impressive sight in the skies above this year's major events. 
The decision will ease the pressure on recruiters who are reportedly facing a pilot shortage amid competition from a growing private sector. In November 2017, Air Force Secretary Heather Wilson said the Air Force needed another 2,000 pilots to fulfill its obligations. Air Force spokesperson Jennifer Bentley told Stars and Stripes that although it is unclear exactly how much of a recruitment boost flyovers give, they remain, quote, a way for the U.S. Air Force to showcase the capabilities of our aircraft while at the same time inspiring a future generation. Well, there's nothing there about recruitment. Newsweek is just, I mean, this is fake news. It's just a celebration of America. They're not trying to get anybody to do anything. Well, then Newsweek quotes Bentley again, saying, We are increasing the number of events eligible for support to assist with recruiting efforts and in telling the Air Force story. Williams is correct. This is about getting people to sign up to go overseas to fight wars. But there's nothing political about war, right? There's nothing political about the military. The military is the enforcement arm of American foreign policy. The military is innately political. It is the or else in do what we say or else. The proposition that American president after American president, administration after administration from the jump in this country have presented to the leaders of other countries. It's about more than just recruitment, though. Let's jump back to the text on the back of the COLA t-shirt, speaking about the partnership between the DOD and the NFL specifically. This was brilliant social engineering. We have always described American football in terms of war. Running backs lead the ground attack, and quarterbacks are field generals who throw bombs downfield into opponent territory. The DOD-NFL partnership further conflated the intensity of war with the fun of football. This subliminal messaging enticed military-age NFL fans to enlist while simultaneously programming the wider American public to react positively to soldiers and fighter jets and, by extension, the wars they participate in. If only the NFL were televised in the Middle East, the terrified local populations could stop panicking when they hear American warplanes and instead realize that getting bombed is a total blast. And these flyovers are not cheap. On NYCAviation.com, Scott Snorteland, after asking, while the flyover was initiated in order to unite, serve, and support our military, what does the absence of it mean? Snorteland quotes an Air Force Major Ellison, who says, We have a refined process with respect to timing and communication since we have been doing this for so long, speaking about flyovers. While Thunderbirds 1 through 6 are in the air flying the planes, I myself and Thunderbird 8 are actually on the playing field. I am in direct contact with the airplanes while Thunderbird 8 is in contact with the production companies. We all sit down days prior to the flyover with our team, TV production crews, and anyone else involved to develop a structured script of what to expect. At this time, we also sit with the person singing the anthem and have them sing it in our presence several times to help lock in timing. Please remind me again how much you hate politics and sports because I don't remember a peep coming from the right about any of this over-the-top, DOD-financed recruitment strategy slash PSYOP production that the NFL and other sports leagues, particularly NASCAR, which there's a fascinating 
tension there between flyovers and military pageantry, pageantry and jingoistic patriotism with the removal of the Confederate flag. Maybe a topic for another podcast. But that's okay. $450,000 a flyover with the level of resources dedicated to each one that Air Force Major Ellison just described. That's okay. Training the American people to love war, to worship war, to conflate football with war. If you think about the Iraq invasion, that is exactly how Fox broadcasted that war. Play-by-play fun. I remember, I think the guy's name is Britt Hume and Shepard Smith, ooing and awing over each flash, each explosion, each dozen or more Iraqis dead. It was a spectacle, just like football is a spectacle. But that's okay. That is okay to have in sports. But a black man taking a knee during what is nothing but paid promotion patriotism. That we will not stand for. Players interlocking arms silently across the field we will not stand for. You're jamming it down our throats. We just don't want their politics in our sports. We don't want those people to talk about equality. We want to talk about war and celebrate that. We don't want those people to talk about the plight of black men, black people, people of color, BIPOC, LGBTQIA+, anybody, any group, any marginalized group, anybody who isn't a straight, white, heterosexual, cis, middle-class man. The problem isn't politics in our sports. The problem is their politics in our sports. And if the only time that you have to think about racial inequality in America is when you watch sports, I've got good news, my friend. You don't need to argue, question, joke about, or be enraged by the concept of white privilege ever again because you are the living embodiment of it. The more you throw a tantrum about someone peacefully, silently, with dignity, pointing out racial inequality, it only underscores the need for them to continue raising it to your attention. I would love it if you would take a look at the Cola Corporation's commentary on politics and sports via our flyover t-shirt, which you can see by going to www.thecolacorporation.com. I actually think we have the back of this shirt shown because uh, it's a booty shot. And so look for a model's derriere, click on that image and you will see the flyover tee. Uh, it's actually been really popular. It's sold out and small, but other size, I think all other sizes are still available. Okay, that does it for this episode of the ColaCast. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share the link for this episode with a friend, tweet it out, whatever, however it is you do what you do on social. To that end, we are on Twitter at the Cola Corp. We are on Instagram at the Cola Corporation. I mentioned the website, thecolacorporation.com, where you can see Flyover and our other shirts, Delete Alt Right Control, our Hussein 
Rumsfeld 1983 collaboration tee, which surprised me because it's our most popular tee so far, is on there in addition to a couple of Cola logo tees. Well, one logo tee and one sweatshirt in case you'd like to support Cola, but you don't feel like walking down the street making an exceptionally strong political statement. So that's it. Thanks again. Really appreciate you listening. If you enjoyed it, please share it with somebody. If you didn't enjoy it, please share it with somebody. And I will talk to you all again soon.